and slayers. This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to What's This Bitch Talking About? To which the answer to that question is every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer exactly 20 years after its original air date, which means today, January 29th, oh my god, it's so late in the month, um, 2022, 20 years later, so we're into 2002. That's still so weird to me that 20 years ago was 2002. Because 20 years ago in 2002, what were you doing? <laughs> I was, let's see, January 20, 2002. Um, January 2002. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we didn't say it like that. January 2002. I was working for my grandparents' wholesale floral supply business and working, I use that term loosely because they gave me a job basically just because they were being nice and I didn't have a whole lot to do. <laughs> um, I was kind of listless. I, but I was having a good time in my life and I was in good spirits for sure. I graduated in May of 2001. Um, why am I telling you guys all this? I don't know. I'm stalling. So we need to talk about Double Meat Palace tonight. So this is the one where Buffy gets a job at a fast food place. This episode is kind of terrible. And I didn't love it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I had only a page and a half of notes and there's a lot of spacing. So that's not even really a page and a half of notes. Um, <laughs> oh God. Okay. So the episode begins with Buffy's getting ready to start her first day at Double Meat Palace. So she's got this, a funny cow chicken hat and silly, uh, uniform with like alternating the buttons on the uniform were like alternating chickens and cows. Um, it was a whole thing. So great. Um, and the entire premise of the episode is, wow, look how soulless everyone is. There must be something wrong here. And, um, but there isn't. I mean, there is because there is the penis head lady at the end that preys on the workers periodically. But other than that, it's just the soulless, soullessness, soullessness of a fast food job. Um, I've never had a fast food job. Thankfully, I got hired for a fast food feud. I'm talking very strangely and it's because I am getting over COVID. So that's what's going on in my life. Um, I've had a hell of a January. I don't know about you guys. Um, <laughs> I started it with January 1st, got my period. So I was like, cool. Just shedding the old of 2021. Let's do this. And I was feeling real good about 2022. And it's not that I'm not feeling good about 2022 now, but it's just, uh, and then like a week and a half later, I got a flu 
and then I was still kind of dealing with the effects of the flu when I got COVID. And I just now, today's my first day where I no longer have to be in quarantine. Um, but I do have to like mask around other people when I'm in public for, I guess like the rules now are um, if you're vaccinated um, which I am, but I have not had my third shot yet because I keep having to postpone it because I'm sick. <laughs> but um, I'm vaccinated, but I haven't had the booster shot. So I guess the rules for that are you have to quarantine for five days if you get the Rona. And then for five days after that, you have to mask while you're around other people. So um, I am in my day one of five where I need to be masking in front of other people. Anyway, so that's why I sound ridiculous. Why? <laughs> this is, but hey, at least this isn't an important episode because um, I'm still kind of getting over it. And yeah, it's a lot. Um, so how are you guys? Um, okay, let's just get into my notes, I guess. Buffy's got a job. Anya, in this very first scene before we see Buffy in her funny outfit, says that workers are the tools that shape America. And Buffy shows up in her outfit and she's like, great, because I was really feeling like a tool. Michael, the whole episode, it was pretty funny. He, um, because he has worked in fast food jobs. So he was like, I don't know, this might be too triggering for me. <laughs> he said at the very beginning of the episode, and I wrote it down, you think there's something metaphysical going on here, but working in fast food is just that soul crushing. <laughs> so that's the whole metaphor of the entire episode, right? Is that everybody kind of looks like zombies and they're staring off into space and blah, blah, blah. But it's really just, that's how it is when you work in fast food. And I believe it. Luckily, I've never had to do it. I got hired for a couple of fast food jobs at different times in my life. But like, every time I would just have an anxiety attack the night before and I would just not go in. That happened with Sonic and Wendy's. That might, might have been the only two times I was ever hired for a fast food job. But both of them, I just didn't show up the first day. So I've never even like been trained in a fast food position or anything. I mean, the closest thing was I worked in a movie theater for two weeks. So I had to do like, you know, some concession stand shit. But oh God, I have always been really grossed out by food. Just in general. Um, I and I've been a vegetarian. I just kind of stopped being a vegetarian, but I've been a vegetarian most of my life since I was 17. So, um, it's always just grossed me out way too much to like work with meat and stuff like that. So, uh, huge sympathies to anyone that's had to do a fast food position because I bet it would be just so awful. The smells and the and the monotony and just being around food all the time just feels so disgusting. Ugh. Anyway, I feel for you if you've had to do it or if you're currently doing it. I'm so sorry. Um, I just don't even know what to say about this episode. I mean, it just wasn't that good. I mean, it was just kind of a B movie, whatever. Like, um, I was reading in the episode guide, Nikki Stafford's episode guide. It, um she had a good point where she was like, you know, 
if you're watching this entire season, just like binge watching it or watching it all to all together, watching lots of episodes at once, this one's fine. You know, it's just like kind of a crappy little episode in the middle of it. But if you're watching this in real time as it's airing, which is kind of how we're doing it, since we're doing it exactly 20 years later, then it sucks because it's been like three weeks since we've had an episode to watch. And this is what we get, you know? And it's, there's been a lot of breaks in between the episodes. I'm not sure why. I mean, I guess that's just how it was back then, but... Um, I prefer the way that TV is, I mean, I guess I just, I'm out of the loop as far as like, I don't watch any TV shows as they're airing. Every once in a while, I'll be into something that's on streaming that like a new episode is available every week, but they're able to just kind of make it available every week for the whole season, right? I mean, you don't really get these sort of like month long gaps anymore, really, do you? I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But it's it's been harder to do this project lately because of the combination of season six just being so depressing and there being like these big gaps in between episodes. So it's just hard to get in the groove of things. So let's just go ahead and get into some business. Let me just flip forward and see. I'm pretty sure we're in. Let's see. Okay. So next week we'll have an episode. The week after we'll have an episode. We'll have a week off and then, and then we'll have three episodes in a row. Okay. So that's nice. So we'll be in a little bit more of a groove from now on for the next month and a half or so. Cause I think after that, there's going to be another break, but, um, Okay. So that's good. That's good at least. Um, because yeah, um, I've just, I'm so out of the habit of doing this podcast that, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that we're talking about an episode that isn't that important because I'm really rusty just on everything at the moment since, um, I've been sick. Anyway, <laughs> I just keep getting distracted talking about other things. I'm stalling apparently not totally sure for how long I'll be able to talk because my voice has been a problem while I've been sick. Um, okay, let's see. Um, so Michael was making little comments throughout the episode. I think that's the most entertaining. <laughs> he should really be here. He would entertain you more than I am right now. But um, he he was feeling like the, the portrayal of, you know, life and fast food was pretty accurate. Um, the whole it's a meat process thing. Michael said there would not be pictures on the menu like like there is in um, the show. Um, let's see. That one's so delicate. I don't remember what that was in reference to. Anya calling Xander delicate. Anya calling Willow delicate. That's what it was. Um, let's see. Spike. Okay. So one thing that I found interesting was like, everybody comes in to say hi to Buffy and they're all like, she, she's going to be okay. She's going to get into the groove of things and blah, blah, blah. And then later Spike comes in to say hi to her. And he says, Buffy, you're not happy here. 
That's like the first thing he says is he just looks into her eyes and he says, Buffy, you're not happy here. And then he's like, you don't belong here. Let's get out of here. You know, that kind of thing. And I find that telling that like, he's the only one that it's not like no one else can notice that she's not happy. It's just that they're all just kind of like wrapped up in their own bullshit. That's the entire point of the season, right? Is that everybody's so wrapped up in their own bullshit that they can't see what's going on with each other. And Spike doesn't have that problem. He sees exactly what's going on and he's worried for Buffy. I mean, worried for Buffy, I guess, is the wrong way to put that because, and there's that super disturbing, like, Buffy and Spike having sex, like, out by the dumpster during her break, and she's just completely dead inside, like, her eyes are just glazed over, and she's not enjoying it at all, she just hates her life right now, um, so that's pretty awful, you know? Like, even the thing that, the only thing that's making her, like, feel anything right now is having sex with Spike, right? And she's not even feeling anything right now. Like, she's already kind of over this whole affair. It's not doing something for her anymore. Maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I'll be curious going forward if it seems to be kind of a... I mean, it's not like she's going to have that dead inside look on her face every time we see them have sex going forward, but I do, I am thinking of one time in particular that is the most disturbing time, and I'm not just talking about the time he attempts to rape her, <laughs> which we are barreling towards that episode, which is going to be the hardest episode to talk about, not just because of that, but also the other thing that happens in that episode. Um, I guess it's a little late now, but probably you didn't stumble upon this podcast just now. But just in case you did, I'm so sorry, but this is not a spoiler-free podcast. <laughs> I will spoil all future episodes at the time, um, anytime, with, as you've seen, possibly no warning. <laughs> I like to say it before I actually, but whatever. Anyway. Where are we and what are we talking about? So Spike's the only one that acknowledges you're not happy here. Um, I think the quote of the episode is Buffy saying variety is the spice of bad when she's being taught how to grill. And they're talking about how everything is a, is a streamlined process and you, you know, put the meat on the grill, you hit a button, you flip it, you hit a button. It's all specifically timed which is probably accurate, I would assume, to fast food life. Um, where are we? Oh, one of the only, like, fun parts of the episode is when Halfrick shows up. Um, Halfrick is um, a vengeance demon, one of Anya's old friends. And, ooh, which reminds me, that means that, like, the next episode is Buffy's birthday episode, which is a little late, because Buffy's birthday is, like, was like a week ago or something, more than a week ago. I think her ber her birthday is supposed to be the 19th of January, right? Of course, Buffy's birthday changes depending on the year. Maybe the air schedule, air date schedule just got thrown out of whack and it was supposed to air closer to the end of January when Buffy's birthday usually is. But anyway, which means that they're all going to get stuck in the house in the next episode, right? 
I think. That's a really good episode, though. Okay, anyway. Um, so Halfrick comes to see Anya, and that is actually the most interesting part of this whole episode, because we get a couple of laughs, um, Xander skedaddles, and Halfrick and Anya have a conversation, just kind of catching up and stuff, and Halfrick, Halfrick starts asking a lot of insightful questions to Anya, and she, Anya says something to the extent of, you know, it's not that easy, it's not always easy to love me, or, you know, something along that, those lines, and um, Halfrick is really asking a lot of questions, kind of like a therapist would, and that tracks whenever we, like, in the next episode, we see her as a guidance counselor, which is how she ends up um, getting the wish from Dawn, which keeps them all in the house, keeps them all stuck in the house, that spell. Um, she says, who told you it wasn't easy to love you? And Anya's like, well, you know, sometimes Xander has to tell me, you know, it's not appropriate to, to love money this much. And, you know, when human beings act like blah, 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 then they do this. And like, and Halfrick's like, hmm, so he tells you how to act? And she's not wrong. You know, I used to kind of, um, whenever I saw this scene in the past, I would think, oh no, she's getting it all wrong. She's getting it all wrong. She's putting words in Anya's mouth. And now I'm like, you know what? She's got some points. Because Xander is constantly correcting Anya. And they're not right for each other. And I know it's heartbreaking that we have to see Xander leave Anya at the altar in another couple of weeks. That's coming up. I mean, it's like two or three episodes away at this point. So, I mean, we're just, we're in it now, guys. Every single episode is going to be devastation after devastation after devastation. Um, it's happening. <laughs> I know, like, every week I'm like, you guys, season six, are you ready? We're doing it. But are you ready? We're doing it it's happening. Um, we got a couple of like in January, you know, we got the invisible Buffy episode and then we got double meat palace. This one, those are the two kind of slightly lighthearted episodes. <laughs> and now we're just going to be kicked in the chest over and over and over again, starting next week. You ready? Okay. Um, I keep threatening, like whenever I'm doing this podcast, I'm thinking to myself, I just need to start a rewatch of the earlier seasons of Buffy just to kind of calm myself down. You know, I just need to like do a little binge watch of like season one or something, but I keep watching other things instead. Like I started Bones over today. Anyway, so here we are. Um, what was I going to say about whatever? But yeah, so Halfrick has a lot of good points. Like, oh, so he tells you what to do. And she's, she's very much like, she's not really putting words in her mouth. She's just being a friend. And like when Anya says something, she just kind of looks at her and she's like, really? Is that how you feel? You know, she's like, oh, it's, it's kind of good. And you know, if how, if Anya had listened to her in this moment and brought some of this shit up with Xander to have a real conversation, perhaps they could have talked some shit out and realized they weren't ready to get married. You know, it's not too late at this point. They're still a few weeks out from the, from the wedding. Like no one's shown up in town yet or anything like that. Um, it's not 
like it's inevitable at this point, but they're, they're avoiding having those deeper conversations, which was the whole point of their musical number, right? Is that they're avoiding having the deep conversations. They're just not doing it. So, yep. Anyway, so that was really the best part of the episode, I think. Okay, what else do we have here? Xander eats the burger. Like, Buffy thinks it's people because she finds a finger in the grinder. So she brings a burger back to the magic shop and has calls meeting with everyone. And um, Xander eats the burger before she has a chance to tell them that the reason why it's there is because she wants to test it. There's enough meat left that Willow can test it. So she uses chemistry to test it. There's this whole plot point where Amy comes over. She gives Willow a spell without her consent. Um, So, I mean, that was a thing that I'm glad that they showed that, you know, this sort of like the friendship between Amy and Willow needed, there needed to be a boundary. Like Willow needed to tell Amy, I can't hang out with you anymore. And she just hadn't done it yet. And Willow's still acting really weird and shaky and like breathless, which is just the way that Allison Hannigan has chosen to act like she's fiending for something (laughs) by being super breathless all the time, which is a strange choice, but whatever, that's what she's chosen to do. So that's how we know she's fiending is because she's just breathing really heavy all the time. And so that's a big betrayal is that Amy just shows up and, you know, gives her a spell without her consent, essentially, which... I call bullshit on spells working like that, but whatever, whatever. And she's like, and you don't have to feel guilty because it's coming from me, not from you. And, um, so Willow, Willow does hide it from everyone at first. You know, she just hides in her bedroom until the spell's over. And then she shows up at the magic box, like, sorry, I'm late. But she does end up, you know, she's, she's doing the right thing. You know, she's, Later, she confesses to Buffy over the drive through window speaker, which why would that still be on after close? I don't know, because Buffy goes back to investigate. And that's when she gets shot in the face with a pe by a penis monster. OK, mom, I know you've seen this episode before. You might not remember it. And we didn't get to watch it together this week since I had the plague. But you're not you don't need to watch it. <laughs> It's that one with the old lady where the penis monster comes out of her head and it's awful and you hate it. And you made lots of faces last time we had to watch this episode together. I remember you hated it. So you missed an episode that you hate. No big deal. Um, We don't have to catch up and watch it. Anyway, so that whole thing, Buffy's investigating the old lady that we've seen earlier in the episode that always gets a small coffee and a cherry pie. She actually eats people too and has a penis monster in her head. Like, of course, why not? Fucking penis monster. How many fucking penis monsters are in this show anyway? Like at least four so far, I would say. You know, there was the, there was that one towards the very beginning at the, like the frat, the frat house demon guy that lived under, wasn't he like a penis monster? Or that was the snake headed guys. I don't know. So many penis monsters in this show. Let's not try to remember them all. Okay. Because I don't, 
I almost want to put this episode on my shit list, except that I don't actively dislike it if I'm just watching all the episodes in a row. You know, like if I'm just watching, you know, if I'm doing a binge watch and I watch a few episodes a night or whatever, this episode is just gonna, it's just gonna slide on by like a double meat medley. You know, it's like, it's not a good meal, but it's a meal. (laughs) That's a perfect metaphor for this stupid episode. But um, Willow tells Buffy everything about, you know, Amy giving her the spell. I don't know. I doubt Buffy could understand any of it because, you know, she was inside being attacked by the penis monster at this point. And luckily Willow goes in, she saves the day, she castrates the penis and puts it in the meat grinder. It's all very B-horror movie antics, right? Ugh. Gross. It's all very gross. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the episode, right? Um, let's see. Then the episode ends with Buffy gets her job back because she got fired when she thought that when she found the finger, she went out into like the, the, what's it called? The dining area of the place. And she like told everybody, it's people, it's people. Stop eating. It's people. But then they found out it wasn't people. It wasn't even meat. And this penis monster is completely unrelated, and I'm probably repeating myself at this point, but, um, so she begs for her job back, or doesn't beg, she just kind of says, you know, that she'd really like to not be fired anymore because she needs money. So she's going to continue working at the Double Meat Palace, and like, y'all know how I feel about this, right? I don't need to say it, but I'm still going to say it. Like, there's this whole conversation between Xander and Dawn in this episode where Dawn's like, so Buffy's never going to get to do anything, like, meaningful with a career, for a career, right? Because she's the Slayer, which means that she won't really be able to concentrate on, like, you know, she'll never be a doctor or a lawyer, which, why are those always the two examples? But whatever. Um... And Xander says something to the effect of, well, you can become a doctor or a lawyer and then you can take care of your deadbeat sister. And like, I realize that we're not literally supposed to think that she's a deadbeat because she's the motherfucking slayer. But seriously, I know those of you that listen to this podcast on a regular basis know exactly what I'm about to say and whatever, you're already taking a shot because you know I'm going to do it. But Giles gets paid as a watcher. Angel gets paid as, you know, a paranormal and detective investigator guy. Uh, Cordelia gets paid as one of Angel's employees. But Buffy can't get paid to be the fucking Slayer? Really? Like, I just wish that, that this show would have dealt with that subject at some point. And they really never do. You know, we're, we're supposed to think that if she were to have the audacity to think that she gets to ask for money for doing this, then she is not really a hero. But 
No one questions whether or not Angel's a hero and he gets paid to do what he does. No one questions the goodness of Giles. Anyway, I know, I always say it, but it just bothers me. Like, there's no reason that Buffy should have to have a fast food job. Why doesn't Willow have a fucking job? You know, like, is she just independently wealthy or something? Like, does her mom give her money to exist? Does she have money from, like, financial aid at school? Is she not contributing to the bills of the household that she lives in with Buffy? Like, what the fuck? I mean, I just don't understand. I mean, I know that it's just supposed to be, like, an allegory for, like, young adulthood and what do you do after high school and all of that shit. Um, especially if you're, like, kind of a college dropout like Buffy is at this point. Like, but it's not a straight-up metaphor for that shit. Like, when it's... You're also fighting evil, and this whole show is a tale of morality and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, whatever. I really don't have enough wits about me to try to get philosophical at the moment, so let's just keep going. Okay, um, old lady snake penis head paralysis. Um, I wrote, wouldn't Buffy be harder to take down? Like, I feel like it, she would need more of the paralysis ejaculation <laughs> that comes out of the penis head than a typical person would, right? Since she's a slayer, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's, that's the episode. Um, I guess, should we go into ratings? Is this my shortest episode of this podcast ever? Probably. Because <laughs> I really have nothing else to say about this episode. It's just, it's just, it's there. And it's fine as B-horror episodes, as crappy, cheesy B-horror episodes of Buffy are. Um, they were more fun in, like, seasons one and two, just because, you know, high school, and it was the 90s. Anyway, um, object of the episode, um, Michael said that for him it's the hat. He really liked the hat, because it had, like, a a cow head on the front and then it had little chicken feathers coming out the back. So I didn't have an object of the episode, so we'll give it to him. And also that kind of fits as outfit of the episode because it's part of an outfit. He also said it was MVP of the episode. Um, <laughs> but let's see, who would MVP? I'm going to give it to Halfrick, honestly, because she was asking the hard-hitting relationship questions that Anya's not willing to ask herself right now. Quote of the episode, I think, is, variety is the spice of bad. That's it. Um, five by five rating. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's perfectly fine if you're just watching it as sort of uh, you know, if you're watching it as a double meat medley and this one's the, the chicken product in between two other episodes of Buffy that are the bread, that are the more substantial episodes, um, then it's fine. But as an episode by itself, the only one we've gotten since the very beginning of January, 
it blows. So let's give it a two out of five, shall we? Why not? It's not the worst episode ever, but it's really not good. So there you go. That's Double Meat Palace. Thanks for listening, and I will be back next week. What is the episode called that we're talking about next week? Let me look at my calendar. Called Dead Things. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. That one is difficult. There will be some trigger warnings at the beginning of that episode. Um... I was kind of thinking that it was going to be the one where they're all stuck in the house, which why is, so that means that the Buffy birthday episode is happening. Yeah. It, not until February 12th. They were really off because Buffy's birthday has always been a January episode, I think. But anyway, um, okay. <laughs> I guess steal yourselves for next week's episode. It's going to be, difficult to talk about. Um, and I will give trigger warnings and all of that shit. We'll wait till next week to do that, but, uh, see you then. Uh, 